Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Um, What I wanted to start with was a quick story about yesterday. Uh, This, I think, is so relevant, especially for thinking about how we get business, how uh, not only in medical sales, but in any industry that you're in, how you get business. Um, So at our house, we've been having a water issue. Now, we live near a lake. We're, We're the 400 block. We're four... So we're in the fourth block off of, off of the lake and our house, we've always had somewhat of a water issue where, you know, we get a little bit of water in the basement here and there. We've got some pits down there. We've got a drain tile system, but it's always been kind of a pain. And ever since we moved into that place, um, we've had some, we've had some issues there. And more recently we, uh, had some work done on where the sump up pit drains into the backyard. You know, we had to replace the piping that it drained into in the backyard and then it runs to the side yard and then out to the front. And so in effect, what's happened is we've got a full on lake in our front yard. So on the, if you're kind of looking at our house, the left side of our front yard is where the uh, sump pump uh, drainage system ends. And there is two to three inches of standing water there. And then it, and then it runs, there's literally a flowing stream that runs in front of, you know, from left to right in our yard, down, down the grade, um, at the interface between where our driveway and the road meet, there's a literal stream, like flowing water. You can see the water moving there. And then you, and then we've got, uh, standing water to the right hand side. So anyway, this is, this is a problem we've been trying to get our hands around. Um, and so what we've done is we've had now yesterday was the third company that has come out to take a look at our system to try to figure out what it is we can do about it. So the first, uh, the first, uh, company that came out, uh, they were kind of a, they were, they were a name that I had heard of before, but. Uh, didn't really recognize or resonate with me. The second company was a really well-known, um, well-known company, Permaseal. Um, you know, no disrespect to them, but Permaseal was the second company that came out. And then the third uh, company that came yesterday, um, and my wife was was sharing this story with me, but because she's kind of been you know quarter quarterbacking it from home, is that you know this guy that came yesterday. When she set up the appointment, she was talking to his wife on the phone to set up the appointment, you know, super mom and pop feeling situation. You know, who knows? Like maybe they actually have a big business, but it, cer- it certainly felt like, you know, it's a, it's a small, small operation, mom and pop. So, you know, in so many ways, we think that like the brand recognition is so important and so impactful. And there are many brands where that matters, but at the same time, what I would say to you is that especially when you are interviewing for a job, right? Like we've had three people out to try to get 
get this job for, from us, you know, and they're giving us their estimation on what it costs. They're telling us what they think the problem is and what it is we need to do. Well, the guy that came yesterday was so much better than the first two people that came out or the first two companies that came out to examine it, that we're going to go with them literally like hands down without even question. And it comes down to a number of things, but it's, it's kind of fundamentally at the core. They're just, he was so much better at diagnosing our problem at being thorough with his kind of investigation of our situation and then talking through exactly what it is he's going to do. And he's not giving us a proposal that first time. Like he didn't write a proposal. Hey, this is what it's going to cost for you yesterday. He's like, what I need to do, you know, we've got, we've got a drain towel system and we think that we're on a well and we, we think that there's potentially like a, a pipe has burst and the well is pumping more water than it should be. Well, he popped off one of the drain tile uh, caps to, to look into the drain tiles and he found some, some sand in, uh, in the drain tiles that were closest to where the well pumps in. And the first two companies never even popped that thing off to look inside. Like their analysis of our situation was completely unthorough. Unthorough. I don't know if that's what, <laughs> uh, ineffective, um, was not thorough at all. The guy that came yesterday, he popped off every cap on the drain top, you know, throughout the basement, we've got a number of, um, like screwed on caps. I don't know. I don't know the other word for them. Caps that, that cover up the drain tiles underneath. And he popped off every one of those. He looked inside. He saw that the one of them has the, uh, sand in the, in the drain tiles where, where the water is coming from the pit or from the, uh, from the well. And he's like, you know what I'm, what I'm going to have to do is go get a camera and I'll be able to put a camera down into the sump pump pit and, or into the uh, drain tile pit where the sand is. And I'll hopefully be able to tell from that what the exact problem is, where, where and how the sand is getting in there. And anyway, I, I tell you this story fundamentally because when it comes to interviewing for jobs, when it comes to uh, competing against the other people that are in your space, whether you have a medical sales job and you're competing for the business, or if you're interviewing for a medical sales job, what you've got to recognize is that like the brand and the title and the shirt that you wear does not matter anymore. Like it may have some psychological impact. Right. And it, it certainly does if you, if we think about the actual psychologics of psychology of people. But in reality, the people that get the business are the people that are impressive in front of the customer. Right. This guy was impressive. He was so far, so much better than the other two companies that had come out that even if he didn't do, you know, he could have done a lot of things wrong and we'd probably still give him the business. Why? Number one, we don't know exactly what we're doing. But number two, because he came off as like clearly the person that had his shit together the most and that actually took the time to diagnose our problem fully. And at least that's the perception on our end. Now, he may not be better at fixing this than the other companies, right? Who knows? The other companies may be able to do, in theory, a better job. But he's going to get the business because when he was in front of us, 
he made us feel like he was the right pick. He made us feel like he knew what he was doing better than anybody else. And that's all it really comes down to when you're interviewing. Like in, in medical sales, it's no different. You know, you might be able to hand over a resume, but that's the same thing as like, you know, Permaseal guy coming in and, hey, I work for Permaseal and we're, we're a big company that you've heard the name and you've seen the ads on TV. Like, okay, cool. But are you going to be able to f- solve our problem? Like, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And in the same way, when you're interviewing, like you may be able, may be able to hand over a resume that says, you know, this, that, or anything else. But what if they start asking you questions and you don't know the answers? Or what if they don't recognize that you know as much as you do and you're able to start spitting all kinds of things, you know, talking about all kinds of things that you know that they were not expecting about their business, about the industry, about, you know, in our world, you know, orthopedic sales. What if you're in there talking to an inter, uh, you know, a hiring manager or whatever, and it's an entry-level position, but you're in there talking to them about it and you can start rattling off, hey, I know what the four rotator cuff tendons do. Uh, I know what the ACL does. I know what the PCL does. I know what, I know how, generally speaking, I know how to do an ACL reconstruction. Like, and you're, and you're talking to a company that does ACL reconstructions. Like, that's impressive. That's what you want to do. Like, that's how you get the job. You come off as an impressive person, a competent person that cares about the job, that wants to do well, that's invested the time up front to learn it and to be good at it. Like, like it's not, there's no secret code. There's no shortcut to doing it. You know, there's nothing that you're going to be able to put on a resume that says, oh, this is, this is why we should hire this person because they have a resume and it says this and they have this title or they went to this school or like it, it really, fortunately, all that, all the things like that that used to be big differentiators have gone away or are going away. And what it really comes down to is the individual. Like, are you going to be good at this job? And how can you communicate that you are going to be good at this job? And how can you communicate that I should want to hire you over somebody else? That, like, that's all it comes down to. And it's not actually that hard to differentiate yourself against the competition. Because so many people don't put in the time, don't put in the effort ahead of time. It's just people are looking for the shortcuts or they don't have good information. You know, I think that's part of it. Most people don't have good information on what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, what's actually going to pay off, what's worth their time, what's not. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, <laughs> I think that story has run its course, but I hope it was illustrative for you. You know, it doesn't, when you're, when you're out there competing for these medical sales jobs or any other job, you, you have to be the, you are the business and you've got to be impressive when you're in front of people. That's what's going to make them buy from you. That's what's going to make them hire you. Put in the effort up front to become that impressive person and you're going to have opportunities coming to you like you really wouldn't believe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.